It's time for Sex Talk with Lou. Lou Paget on TogiNet. So, have you ever wondered if you're normal or why you feel distant from your partner? Why they keep doing that? Want to recreate a truly connected relationship? Or wondered, how do I tell my partner or kids about things? Then this is your chance to be a fly on the wall and learn about one of the most important parts of our health, our sexual health. Lou Paget is a certified sex educator, an international best-selling author, and not only will Lou and her guests discuss the most current research, they will put you at the head of the class on good, solid, scientifically-based information and how it will impact you and your family. Known for delivering information about sexuality and relationships sans the sleaze factor while retaining all the accuracy, fun, and the you're kidding factor. Let's get to it. Sex Talk with Lou on TogiNet. And now here's your host, Lou Paget. Hello, everyone, and welcome to today's show. Uh, as promised, what I'm going to be covering today is what I saw this weekend at what we refer to as the Adult Novelty Manufacturers Expo. And it's held twice a year, <clears throat> excuse me, here in uh, actually right across from the Burbank Airport. And what it is is it's the manufacturers, the main manufacturers, and their, um, what they're, you know, their new things that they're releasing, the new products. And what I look at, and what's really of interest to me, I'm no longer selling things on my site the same way that I used to. And the reason for that is because Amazon has backed in on almost every manufacturer, large manufacturer, purchased the product at distributor price, and then they send with free shipping, particularly, you know, if someone has Prime. So it doesn't, I can't be competitive. And I think what we all know is that when we are w working with clients that are purchasing online, they typically tend to be price shoppers. So there's no way I have to buy it wholesale. I can't even buy it distributor. Anyway, what I look at is I go through, and the first thing I do is I go and I look at the smaller companies first, because I know I'm going to see something unique there or see different trends. And when I was, and I you know, ran into, it was great to see uh, a number of my colleagues who also are in the area of, of sexual health. And they are really, the, the, a real trend in the area of adult novelties or marital aids or whichever term someone wants, sex toys, whatever someone wants to refer to them as, is more of a health focus. And one of the things that I happen to be reading, there's a number of very large magazines that are, <clears throat> um, you know, that are left out for people to pick up, and one of them is called the Xbiz Premiere. And I was, what shocked me was seeing a product where they actually had antidepressants in why people would be using it. Because, just a little FYI, for those who may not know, when someone is using, taking antidepressants, you know, there's a reason for this, you know, for, for most people, but it's not that they should be taking them for, be on them for years. They should be on them for a period of time and then off. 
but what this was looking at was that it was showing that people are realizing what an impact these are having on people's sexual function and their sexual pleasure. What we know is that a good a majority of people who are taking antidepressants or anti-anxiety, um, they will have one of three impacts. They will have a drop in libido, so they have no libido in some cases. They will have uh, genital anesthesia, which translates as they can't feel anything. And then the other thing is they become anorgasmic. They can't have an orgasm. So, you know, with the, the things that they were typically doing before. And the sad part about this is that it often, in some cases, is permanent. So even if someone goes off these medications, it's permanent. And the other thing is, for sometimes when people are on these for an extended period of time, it is almost impossible for them to get off. So anyways, let me go back and I'm going to talk to you about what I saw as some of the trends. And I go to this, you know, every, every six months and I look at the range of products. And one of the first things that I noticed, particularly from the larger manufacturers, the Doc Johnson, the, um, oh, where's my little map here? Here we go. Uh, with Doc Johnson, with Nastoys, with the large groups, is how many couples products they have um, available. The Pipeline, Pipe Dream, um, Cal Exotics, they, Topco, they all go for, at, and here's the thing, <laughs> everyone rips off everyone else. And I can often, because I've been going to this show for, you know, 15 years, I now see how the large manufacturers buy up the, uh, the smaller inventions that someone has come out with, and then they, you know, make off with their intellectual property. Boom, gone. Uh, one of the best companies that got started uh, was Jimmy Jane, and they came out with a, and the gentleman behind it is an industrial designer, he and his partner, and that ended up getting um, purchased by Pipe Dream. Now, I just hope that they're going to, they, they appear to be maintaining, <coughs> excuse me, the product quality, which that's the other thing. I want to be able to know the products that are out there, so if people ask me, I can say, yeah, one of the bigger trends now is, as an example, a suction style of clitoral massager. So it's an air vacuum pump that will, and the idea behind it is that, in, that the heightened blood engorgement into the clitoral area, the clitoral glands area, will heighten the orgasm. So what they do is it, it is suctioned into, uh, there's a, a range of them, that, <clears throat> excuse me, that have, have been created. But what they do is they, they bring in, they create more sensation with just, than just a vibe. So vibrators themselves are designed, if they're too hard, if they're too strong, it, it basically numbs people. And then that, and, and truly, that is no fun. But if they are you know, uh, a lower vibration, and then you bring in another way to create more engorgement in the clitoral area, that's the idea behind these. What I will say is that there are times I'm looking at these 
products, and I go, they have you know 60 different variables between the vibration and the speed and the different <clears throat> ranges of things that you know someone can put in. But here's the thing: how do you know which one's going to be the best one for you? I mean, again, each person has, each woman has what we refer to as her orgasmic fingerprint. So what works for one woman is not necessarily going to work for another one. So anyways, the one thing, I saw a lot more couples products where, or couples that think products that have a remote. So a partner, you can be out somewhere in public and using this and no one needs to know except you. Well, if, you know, depending on what your behavior might be at the moment of your, you know, partner, you know, playing with the, the controls for you. Another thing that I saw, almost everything has a mini component to it, mini vibes, mini here, something smaller so that it can fit into a smaller purse or it can be carried more discreetly uh, in a, you know, in a bag somewhere. But there are a lot of minis. And here's the thing people have to be aware of about the mini vibes. Sometimes those little tiny bullet vibes are way too strong. They are uh, seriously intense. So, and one way that a lot of people tell what the vibe is like, rather than just using their fingers, use the end of your nose. And that will give you an idea of the intensity. And, you know, if it starts, if it's too tickly for you or anything else. One other thing I'm seeing more of is uh, a type of vibration that got created by a company called WeVibe. And the gentleman who created it, he had two different vibes that are what they refer to as having harmonic convergence. And what I do is I look at the new uh, WeVibe products, and they have one called Wish, which is like a, it's almost like the shape of uh, like if you palm your hand, and then part of me just put your, hold your hand out like that, it's almost that size. Take off the first little digit of your fingers, and it is very. Uh, it's flexible, and again, they have the how many different vibe components to it. But I got these because I want to give them away when I do my UCLA class in uh, April. So the. The, the couple's vibe, the remote action, the minis, the clitoral pumps, they all, and it's almost like once I see something in one area, I know I'm going to be seeing it, you know, a little further on. Just in January, pardon me, in July, the main focus was they actually called it King Cock. And remember when everyone was running around with the crazy app trying to find, you know, all the little... Uh, the little uh, things for their, not their, not emoticons, what the heck is it? But they were running around. They even had one of those on this gory, big, huge phallus as you walked into the, uh, into the uh, exhibit hall. The other thing that I'm seeing more of is almost every manufacturer now has phthalate-free. They're latex-free. Uh, it would be likely a silicone. They might have... It's free from, you know, latex and uh, BPA, biphenol, um, bisphenols. And they also, a lot of them now, have apps. For example, the Wish, 
from WeVibe and the Sync from WeVibe have a Bluetooth component to them so that you can get the app from WeVibe and then you can operate with your partner from wherever you might be on your phone. Again, <clears throat> technology often walks hand in hand with the adult industry, particularly with the toys. So the, uh, as soon as I start seeing something being created that's being used for technology, I know it's going to be incorporated into a toy, into a product, into some way of expanding how to market. Now, I'm coming up to the first break. One of the things that is very interesting for me is how more women are taking over their own websites, and it's not going through a distributor. Everything's going to the cam girls. Everything's going to the girls themselves. Here's the tunes, and I'll be right back with more sex talk about toys and the adult novelty show. Sex Talk with Lou on Toginet with your host, Lou Padgett. Techniques and tips are her specialty. She delivers bite-sized chunks of information you can use right away that work. So stand by for more Sex Talk when we get back after these. This is Sex Talk with Lou on Toginet.com. six golfers in history have ever shot a hole-in-one while taking part in the Ryder Cup. Of course, the hole-in-one isn't a phenomenon for professional golfers only. Hackers, whiffers, and foozlers get them, while some PGA Tour pros still await their first. According to Golf Digest, who has been tracking info for more than 60 years, the odds of getting a hole-in-one for a professional is 5,000 to 1 and 12,000 to 1 for the rest of us. Tiger Woods shot his first hole-in-one when he was only 6 years old. And John Elway hit a hole-in-one on his 40th birthday. Now there's a good reason to frolic, go or celebrate. I figured out why golf instructors insist you keep your head down and look at the ball. It's so that you can't see them laughing. It's marching Carolyn Davidson, and you can have fun challenging your words you never heard vocabulary with my free app, Too Funny for Words. It's the Fitness Minute with fitness expert Annette Hammond. Sitting at your desk all day is not good for your posture, regulating your blood sugar, and can cause back and shoulder pain. Some have even said that sitting is the new smoking, meaning that being sedentary and not moving very much can be detrimental to your health. More important than standing is moving. The New York Times cited a study done by the Journal of Physical Activity that states that when you stand rather than sit, you only burn a few more calories, about eight or nine calories more an hour. But if you move rather than sit, your calorie burner revs up. Your body will burn about 130 more calories in an hour if you walk at a fairly easy pace. Bottom line? If you sit most of the day, look for opportunities to move and walk as much as you can. It will help you with focus and promote a healthy lifestyle. I'm Annette Hammond. Welcome back to Sex Talk. Imagine having access to some of the best experts in the field of sexuality and sexual health so you can finally ask that question. Be it function, sensation, or something you've heard, this is the spot. It's Sex Talk with Lou on toginet.com. And now, back to your host, Lou Paget. 
<clears throat> Hello, everyone, and welcome back. So here we go. More discussion about sex toys. And I happened to notice an article, which I thought was really good, in the XBiz. I think it's called XBiz 101, and this thing is a, uh, you know, it's a very large magazine with, you know, a couple, I think almost, it's like 100 and, 180 pages. <clears throat> and one of the articles that was in it is, you know, busting some of the myths about sex toys. And so I'm going to just, you know, sort of go by. The, the woman who wrote it, her name is Linda Mort, and she's with a company called XR Brands. So here's, and one of the things I will tell you is that even there was a product called the Sibian, which was, um, I think it was first introduced in the 70s or the 80s, and it was literally like, on, like riding on a horse, and it was a half barrel size, Sibian went out, well, wouldn't you know, it's like that thing that just keeps coming back. Now they've re-released the Sibian, and, but it's, you know, same thing. But it had a revolving, sort of a rotating, um, almost like a dildo style, with a vibrating back and forth, so it was both vaginal and clitoral, or it could have been anal if one was, you know, into anal play. But one of the things, this thing was loud, it was big, and sometimes, many times, people think, you know, all sex machines, you know, just mimic rough penetration, and that couldn't be further from the truth. Are there some that do? I'll tell you. There's <laughs> one product, I think, I think they call it, it the Drildo, like D-R-I-L-L-D-O, and honest to God, this is guys who have way too much time on their hands spending it in the garage with their power tools. And this somehow is supposed to be exciting for women. To me, it's more like, you know, a hilarious novelty. Because even if you've ever watched any of these videos where, you know, a woman is, you know, this, the machines out of the garage where this thing is going in and out of the woman, the thing that she does in order to have an orgasm is she's using a vibrator on herself. It isn't the penetration that's doing it for her. So, anyways, are all, they, they are not all designed to mimic rough penetration. Some things don't even have any form of penetration. And to the contrary, we now finally have a number of people coming forward who are developing, and I'm going to talk about that in a moment, Dane products. And they have created a new little teeny tiny little vibe that sits just inside of the lips of the labia. It's called the EVA. Anyway, here's another myth. Myth that sex machines are made for women. They can be for any gender, or they can be for someone, you know, it, it doesn't really matter. It's about what do your nerves like. And it doesn't matter that, you know, if, as I say about my books, if there's something that works for a particular body part, it doesn't matter what your identification is or your gender or, you know, your orientation. It's whether or not something works for your nerves, period. Now, another thing is that, another myth is that all sex machines are loud, large, and expensive. Some of them are large, some of them are loud, but one of the things that often happened that many of the vibes and product, one of the reasons why so many of them are 
waterproof or water resistant is because that's one of the only times and places where many women, particularly if they have children, have any privacy. So they can use their vibe in the shower or the tub. Makes sense, right? And uh, let's just expand that a little bit, that for many women, how they first learned about their own bodies and their own pleasure was as young girls or young women when they were in a bath or a shower. You know, they're by themselves, touching their body, feeling, and for many women, that's how they had their first orgasm was with water. So, you know, the water thing, you know, having the little uh, shower uh, suction cups that came from sports sheets, they were great. And, you know, because they keep you stable in a, you know, wet, slippery environment. Now, let me go back to the, the products that I was in the trends. Oops, I haven't finished this. One more, one more myth to debunk here. That sex machines are made for solo masturbation or to replace a partner. No, not at all. What, what they can be, I mean, they can be used in these circumstances, sure. Yet it is not something, it, for many people now, partnered play with toys, as I said at the very top of the show. I see more couples uh, marketed products for play between partners than something that is just a solo, masturba- solo masturbating sleeve for a man. Um, and by the way, a lot more, uh, starting with last July's show, a lot more focus on toys and products being created for men. And I was speaking to <clears throat> Molly, who is uh, one of the main marketing people for uh, Jimmy Jane in San Francisco. And what we discussed was that there are sometimes when we, you know, we finally, I think, gone over the thing of women, uh, you know, buying toys for themselves and buying what they might like for themselves. But there is still a little bit of a stigma there for men. And fortunately, I think that is it's waning because the sexual, you know, debut and generation coming forward they have a, they've had a much more um, liberal and a much more eased attitude about using products or using toys. Now, <clears throat> so anyways, getting rid of those myths. And I also, I think what people would be surprised to see is, this is like any trade show you go to, like a food trade show, a housing trade show. These are people, and this is a B2B, business to business. It's not the consumer shows. So when you see the consumer shows, which is what the uh, adult, uh, the AVN, adult video news, that is where you are going to see the consumer come in and they want to see the girls that are most popular for them. Or, you know, if it's a gay audience to see the performers that are, you know, their favorites. I made the joke that when when you see it, what you will see is that, oh, my goodness me, any person who could have an erection within, you know, 400 miles of Las Vegas, it's like they showed up to see the people who are featured by some of these manufacturers. So as people are probably aware, a number of the performers will license their name and a molding of their body part to be used to, you know, to sell. What I also thought was interesting 
is an article I was reading that the when I talked about the the cam girls being able to control their own um, their their own market, it's safer for them. They have private clients, and now what they're doing is rather than just having a streaming video, what they will do are streaming you know um, uh, a live stream show for someone. What they will do is they will do a video, a private sort of like a a bespoke, if one can use that term with this, a bespoke video specifically for one of their um, clients. So that is so that video is only for them. And again, when I look at the the marketing, when you look at in Miami and here in Los Angeles. I mean, the important thing is how do they maintain their market when there's so much free stuff online? And it really is about developing their own, <clears throat> excuse me, their own client base that is private, that, you know, does get something special only from men. So another one of the uh, trends I saw were a number of panty vibes that fit into a vibe that fits into a panty with a remote. Almost everyone that I saw who was developing something had something like that. When I, when I was speaking to and looking at you know, what people think the trends are coming forward is more things in the area of BDSM, bondage, dominance, sadomasochism. And whether that is attributable to the Fifty Shades Darker, which is going to release in February, or but I will say that the Fifty Shades did turn a spotlight on for many people who might like to try something or expand what they were doing. So might get some cuffs, they might get some little ankle cuffs, and <clears throat> those are very popular uh, for many women because what they can do is instead of having to hold your legs up, as I've spoken about before. You can put these a cuff on each ankle, and then your then you can just relax your legs so you can focus on the the sensation rather than having to like maintain a position. So another one of the the trends that I saw is more pegging uh, products, and what pegging refers to is penetration of a male partner by a woman wearing a strap on. Oh, it could also be, you know, a male partner, but most male partners, you know, have a penis, so they don't need to do a strap-on. And what that came out of is a series of videos called Bend Over Boyfriend, and they were hugely popular. And what the the people who said this was of interest for them is they the male partners said they wanted to have, they wanted to know, and these are, these are you know, straight guys. They wanted to know what the sensation a penetration would feel like. And again, you know, you've got to have the right product. I'm coming up to my second break here. When we come back, I will continue talking about the other products that I saw, the other trends that I saw, and also talk about from the health, um, sexual health standpoint, the things that are being shifted and being changed so that the products are better for everyone. Here come the tunes, and I'll be back afterwards for more sex toys.
to Sex Talk with Lou on TogiNet with your host, Lou Paget. Techniques and tips are her specialty. She delivers bite-sized chunks of information you can use right away that work. So stand by for more sex talk when we get back after these. This is Sex Talk with Lou on TogiNet.com. Listen, something is brewing. The beautiful business evolution is coming. The way we do business is about to change for the better forever. This is real business at its very best. On Beautiful Business Radio, you will learn what it means to truly prosper, how to nourish yourself and your business, how to earn what you deserve and make a difference in the world. The tide is rising. The change is here. Discover a new way to live, love, and partner with yourself and your business on Philippa Rollins presents Beautiful Business Radio, where you matter and your business thrives every Tuesday at 3 p.m. Central Standard Time, only here on the WooHoo Radio Network. at Binghamton University's Department of Psychology in England believe that if you use a period while texting, it makes you appear less sincere. Hey, autocorrect alone makes my texts look like they came from a goostrum noodle. The study goes on to say that using a period in a text conversation is an act of psychological warfare. Hyperbole, maybe, but we get the point. The same research also found that exclamation marks are more friendly and sincere than no punctuation at all. Talk Talk Mobile states that you should always match a kiss for a kiss when texting significant others as well. Fewer or more digital kisses compared to your partner can be construed as a brush-off. Would someone who is distracted by their phone while driving be considered intexticated? I'm Carolyn Davidson, and you can have fun challenging your words-you-never-heard vocabulary with my free app, Too Funny for Words. Welcome back to Sex Talk. Imagine having access to some of the best experts in the field of sexuality and sexual health so you can finally ask that question. Be it function, sensation, or something you've heard, this is the spot. It's Sex Talk with Lou on toginet.com. And now, back to your host, Lou Paget. Hello, everyone, and welcome back. One of the other trends that... I have been seeing and watching, but I also see this from a fashion standpoint. The lingerie show, the biggest growing area are the large size women sizes. Because if you realize that there's 80 million women in America who are size, average size 16 to 18, that's the average size of American women now. So you know, there's some that are smaller and some that are larger. But what that also says is that there's a need for products that work for, for their bodies because some of the smaller products, they, they just won't fit. Their bodies won't fit. Their bust, the lingerie won't fit. And, you know, when we go from the attitude of having a healthy attitude about what anyone's body is, to me, that is... That's part of what our sexual health is, is feeling good about our bodies. Uh, now, another trend that I see a lot more of is a lot more masturbating sleeves. 
It's like almost every major manufacturer has them. They are, you know, the first one that came out was, oh gosh, about 12 years ago, 14 years ago, and everyone has sort of copied the idea of a soft uh, interior inside of a, a rigid sort of a, a, a round pipe form, and that's used to masturbate. The Japanese have a range of, of types, and some call them fifi, whatever, but they tend to be disposable. They are a little more concerned about the, uh, the cleanliness aspect, and they will just use them once and then throw them away. <clears throat> Another thing that I see more of is that the different vibrations, as I talked about with WeVibe, they have the harmonic convergence, so it's a deeper, more, it's not that really high-end vibration, it's a deeper, more rumbly, so it really depends on what someone is, you know, feels best for them. The other thing about the majority of these toys is I would say 50% are used, you know, solo, and 50% are used in partner play, and because for many couples, if, if it's going to take too long or they're too tired or they have a limited amount of time, one of the things that can get them both on the same page is something that is assisting the woman, like with clitoral stimulation, and still be able to have penetration with a partner if, you know, someone is with a, you know, someone is straight and is with a man. So Eva is one of those products. And there are two young women out of Brooklyn who have created this company. They had the largest crowd funding ever. I think she said it was like 545,000 was raised to do the development of the, you know, of the Eva uh, product. And it is tiny. I mean, they, it's been raved about in, in, they put here, raved about in uh, Cosmo, Huffington Post, Vice, and everywhere else on the Internet. And <clears throat> it's worn, the woman wears it, and it literally fits between the outer labia and the inner labia. So it's got almost like the little, little, little arms, and it's tiny, but you've got three different variations of speed. And what you do when you're wearing it is it depends on how, what the pelvic positioning is, that that will be the thing that will heighten the sensation for you or have it drop off. It really is, and it's something that can be used. So the woman, because if the person's on top, if the woman is on top, she's in control of what the majority of sensation is going to be because the person on top controls the majority of the motion. So that is one. There was another one that I saw oh, gosh, I guess about four or five years ago, almost identical to the Eva, except it was held in place almost like uh, if one was wearing um, a thong, a tiny thong. And, again, developed by a woman who wanted to have, you know, be with her husband and have them both orgasm at the same time. They had two young kids, and she wanted to make sure that she could, you know, because she wasn't getting the sensation she needed with just standard intercourse, which is often the case for many women. So she created it, and very similar to what the Eva is. 
and when I that's why and I said I I like to go into the smaller area, the booths in the other areas, because that's where I often will see something you know new and interesting. Which is that's where I found uh, the Eva, the WeVibe. They have their whole new line, and again talking about using things with apps. Vibratex is a company that has a range of products. One of the things for my UCLA class, what I'm going to be um, getting is what they refer to as the girls. And the woman who created this, um, uh, Dan and Shay, uh, it's Shay's mother who started the company. And she has continued, Shay has continued with it. And she used her friend's names for it to name these vibrators. I asked her, I said, do they know? She said, no, not yet. <laughs> that was when they were launching them uh, approximately a year ago. And we, they very generously donated some to our panel and our group when we did our presentation in Orlando. Hugely popular. And they're tiny little things. They're not very big. They might be, mm, they might be two inches tall. They're kind of like a, a sort of a round little shape. They've got different little um, silicone tickler things on the end. But each one of them is a slightly different design. And again, like most things now, they are charged by USB. Um, there's also the ability to plug something in for many. But a lot of them are USB chargeable. So you can just, you know, you can be doing your work and recharging your computer at the same time. Uh, the other thing that I saw was a product called the UV. And what it is is something that it charges, sanitizes, and safely stores all your toys. And, you know, this is something for, and, it, and it's done with a, a, it's from Clean Light Laboratories. So what it does is it uses a um, UV light and in, it kills 99.9% .9 of germs on the toys in 10 minutes or less. It's a very discreet box, and it has uh, a little light that then tells you, you know, when it's done. And, and then it also has, I like this part, it's got a lock on it. So it's got a little combination lock. So you can, you know, keep it private, and nobody's, you know, not that, you know, people would be sharing their toys with, you know, someone else, but it does allow for people to have them and not have their kids get into them or see, you know, what's going on with, you know, what they might enjoy, what they may not enjoy. Another thing that I saw that I see more of is things in the area of, as I talked about, the sexual health of things, particularly in the area of anal play and in bondage play, because what many people are not aware of is that there is uh, a real negotiation that occurs before someone that, you know, goes into an area of BDSM. It is about a trust between the two people. They negotiate what they would like to do. The submissive, by the way, is the one who really controls everything, because if the sub doesn't want to go along with it, there is nothing going to be happening. But what it, they do is that it is a power exchange that becomes very highly erotic for them. And it's something that I know people who they are in that 24-7. They, they live 
that lifestyle. And thankfully, they now have people who will talk about it, you know, the safe, sane, consensual attitude that is needed for this type of play. I'm seeing that people are much more educated and aware of the different types of play, which I have to say, thank goodness, because instead of just putting someone, you know, in in bricks and mortar and just saying, here, you know, uh, sell this product, what people want to know is what are other people doing with it? How might this enhance my, you know, my, you know, relationship, my sex play, what I might, you know, want to be doing? And it's the person who is delivering that information has to be feel comfortable with it, has to be able to give it in a way that the people hear it for them. So rather than saying, well, I do this with it and I do that with it, which some people like to say they, you know, they self-disclose, I think it's a, a little bit better to say, well, people have said this is how they've used it. So it takes it so people's brains aren't looking at the person and thinking of them doing what they're describing, but their imagination can go with, oh, okay, that would be something I might be interested in. Another big area that I think we all are seeing in almost every area of uh, retail and industry is the drop-off of bricks and mortar as the mainstay for where people go and get product. They don't. They order online or they order from a uh, show, but they rarely, you know, so that shrinking of that market area the other thing that, that, that these groups can then capitalize on is the sexual health marketing. So they will have regular um, seminars or they will have regular presentations by speakers. And another thing that I have been watching is how they are bringing people who are sex educators in as marketing managers for shows. One thing, a group called Blush just brought in a woman by the name of Ducky Doolittle. And she speaks all the time, college campuses all over, about sexual health. And now she's being, she is their marketing, their brand, which is a smart move because she's comfortable talking about it and absolutely knows her material. Now, we're coming up to the final break, and then when I come back, I will continue to talk about all things sex toys. Be right back. Sex Talk with Lou on Toginet with your host, Lou Paget. Techniques and tips are her specialty. She delivers bite-sized chunks of information you can use right away that work. So stand by for more Sex Talk when we get back after these. This is Sex Talk with Lou on Toginet.com. Listen, something is brewing. The beautiful business evolution is coming. The way we do business is about to change for the better forever. This is real business at its very best. On Beautiful Business Radio, you will learn what it means to truly prosper, how to nourish yourself and your business, how to earn what you deserve and make a difference in the world. The tide is rising. The change is here. Discover a new way to live, love, and partner with yourself and your 
your business on Philippa Rollins Presents Beautiful Business Radio, where you matter and your business thrives every Tuesday at 3 p.m. Central Standard Time, only here on the WooHoo Radio Network. It's the Fitness Minute with fitness expert, Annette Hammond. The holidays are known for being the most stressful time of the whole year. And it's a fact that the best way to relieve stress is to exercise. Even though you have a long shopping list to plod through, that's even more of a reason to hit the gym. After 30 minutes on the treadmill, your mother-in-law's pending visit will not seem so overwhelming. The Christmas cards that you've not yet sent out will not seem like such a big deal. Exercise releases stress in your life and gets the endorphins flowing so that you feel so much better. So during this wonderful but frenzied season, make sure to keep your daily exercise going. Not only will the pressure and tension be easier to handle, you will also have the energy that exercise gives you to be more productive and to get more things done, like shopping, gift wrapping, addressing Christmas cards, decorating, etc. For the Fitness Minute, I'm Annette Hammond. Welcome back to Sex Talk. Imagine having access to some of the best experts in the field of sexuality and sexual health so you can finally ask that question. Be it function, sensation, or something you've heard, this is the spot. It's Sex Talk with Lou on toginet.com. And now, back to your host, Lou Paget. Hello and welcome back. Um, any questions you might have about toys or things that, you know, I would recommend, you know, the different designs, the different styles, you can just shoot me, you know, an email to office at Lou Paget, and I would be happy to, you know, just give you a little bit of feedback and let you know some of the things and the quality of the products that I would recommend. The, probably the most crowded area of, and this is from Larry Garland, who is El Dorado, which is one of the largest distributors, and I mean, he has just thousands and thousands of SKUs, sales-keeping units, and I asked him, I said, what is the most, what is the most crowded area of, you know, the, the product development? He said, hands down, no question about it, it's lubricants, and here's the thing, majority of them are not true lubricants, meaning they do not have... Um, uh, an FDA approval that says that it's okay for it to go into a body. That is what a lubricant is defined as, and it's treated as a medical device. So they haven't had the tissue testing, but what they will do is they will put something on the market and then call it a body glide or something else. The important thing that I think people need to look at when they are considering to buy a lubricant, be careful about anything that's got all the little flavors in it it may not be good for going into a woman's body or into a man's body. You're often going to find that there's going to be a thicker lubricant that will be used if someone is wanting to use for anal play. Uh, the, the thing that I, there's a product now that I quite like. It's called Uber Lube, and it was created by a gentleman who could not find what he wanted. I think Stefan Magnusson. And but what he said is, you know, I wanted something that was uh, had a different feel to it, that was something, 
And so he created the iterations of it, but it's a small little bottle. Here's the beauty of it. It can be used for sports. You know, if there's any chafing somewhere from a garment or from a bike seat or something like that, it can be used on your hair. It's awesome. You know, gives it a nice, you know, sleek look to it. And then it can be used for sex play. And, you know, for a long time I was like, mm, I do not... Uh, I do not like the idea of silicone going into uh, someone's body. But what I now realize is that, you know, the, the tissue of the vulva and the vagina is self-cleansing. And, you know, it, the stuff will eventually, it just sort of like gets shed and comes off, comes out. So I like the idea of this product. And, again, they have a great range of different, they got them in vials, they got them in little packets, and gave some of this to one of the, one of the um, PhDs who was speaking in Orlando. And she's using it in the UP, the Upper Peninsula area in Michigan. And she said what, what is happening up there is she will often have clients who come to her, and this is Sarah Ray Andreski, and she said some of these women are... She said, I have a number of women who come to her who are in their early 30s and they've never had sex. And because of conservative values, you know, whatever, you know, no partner, whatever the reasons are. And, you know, one of the things that people will often scare people with is it's going to be exceedingly painful. So she said, I'd love to be able to have some of this to give us samples to her clients. So... Um, Again, sometimes you don't know it's going to be for someone's sexual health or their relationship health. Now, continuing on, one of the other areas that I see more of is things that can keep things cleaner and more organized because people will often have a selection of toys and product that, and again, talked, I talked about the, you know, the UV and that being this, this box. I mean, they're two different sizes. But it keeps them clean because the one thing, if you are going to be using them, you do want to keep, keep them clean. And another thing, anytime if you've got something that has a battery in it, best to always take the battery out once, uh, you know, if you're, once you're finished using it. Clean it and take the battery out. It will be much better for the vibe. When I was at the Vibratex booth and I was speaking with, I think it was Eduardo, and the, <clears throat> I was looking at some of the previous iterations. Of, I was looking specifically at the Mystic Vibe, which is almost like a size-down Hitachi Magic Wand. And it had the little sort of knife switches that you could go up and down. Now everything is, you know, one button here, one button there. And it takes a little bit of getting used to. But for most people, they typically have one style of vibe that is one of their favorites. And when they did, when WeVibe did the sync uh, vibe, that's that. It's so if, here's, I'm going to show you kind of what it looks like. The WeVibe itself is take your hand and put your thumb and sort of do it like a little claw, you know, sort of sideways, and just pretend you're kind of like making those little, what do you call them, the shadow fingers. fingers. So, they, But it's almost like it's a very shallow U. 
and the thumb part would go in and go onto the G-spot area, and the first knuckle ridge area would be where the vibe would be clitorally. And what they had to do is because each woman's body is unique, now they have a style that you can adjust it for your own physiology. Isn't that fabulous? So you, and it's, uh, again, this is the product that when they first came out with the WeVibe, it was, and the idea behind it is the gentleman who created it, his wife said, why isn't there something for couples? Why is it, you know, vibes are only for this or, or for that, and there isn't anything specifically for couples? So that's why he started, he started creating it. He was a, an engineer with Nortel, which is a, a telecommunications company manufacturer in Canada. Anyway, this is the, the sink is, again, uh, another expansion of what they previously had done. I've watched a number of the manufacturers uh, for example, Jimmy Jane, they have Form 1 now, Form 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, and 8. Still haven't had 7 yet, but each one of them is a unique style, but they're made with, with very design-centric and from an industrial designer's standpoint. When I looked at <clears throat> the Dane product, the Eva, I mean, it says literally, designed by women, for women. And hallelujah, because I will tell you that many times I will look at a product and I know it had nothing to do, there was never any female input on this product, and yet it's supposed to be used on women. And it's like, are you kidding me? There was another product that has, uh, it carried by Nast Toys, and it has a, a little... It's almost like putting a little vibe in the side of your mouth, and then you can use that while you are, you know, for any type of oral play, you know, with a, either a penis or with uh, a female partner, because they did have a toy uh, called the Tongue Joy, and it was a tiny little vibe that there's a little uh, ring, almost like take a little elastic, but this vibe fit into that silicone ring. It was like you pierced an earring with it, and you could use that. The issue is, depending on the size of the male partner, you might not be able to, and your mouth, you might not be able to get someone into your mouth in a way that's comfortable. So you could also use it, you know, on your finger in, in you know, any way that your imagination, you know, would, you know, put it forward for you. But the thing that I like about all of these smaller products is there's a, the price point is lower on them. Now, there are some very, the 100 to $150 price point area is very crowded, with, particularly with the high-end vibes, the vibes that have, may have double penetration or that have a full range of, you know, the intensity of the motor, so you get those, you know, 60 different variations. But when I look at these, it's almost like everyone has exactly the same thing. And like any time when you're creating a business opportunity, it's really based on face-to-face -face interaction. And I know that, you know, I know I could go to another manufacturer and get X, Y, or Z, but I happen to like working with and purchasing from particular 
manufacturers. And again, I've always made this point. I like to go to the manufacturer, not to the distributor, because the distributor will tell you something sells well. I want to know if it works well and what the idea behind the original development of the product was. So, you know, when I see the Light Clean Labs and I see the UV and I see the EVA and I see, you know, the Sync and the Wish, I'm talking directly to the creators. And the same thing with Uberlube, the same thing with any of the products I'm going to be getting from Vibratex. I know who I can call if I have a specific question. So the other thing that when people are come to this, it is, as I said, business to business, and you will, you will see a range of new things coming forward. One of the companies has a whole range, majority of the things from release from July are very male um, masturbatory toy centric. And uh, that was surprising to me because this has been a company that's really been focused for women. So we're coming down to our final minute. Any questions you have, and if you're wondering about a toy or how it works or what someone, you know, where you might best purchase it, please feel free to just send, you know, an email office at loopadget.com. And what I'm smart, smart enough to know is that if I don't know, <laughs> I know I don't know, and I will go and find somebody who does. So, again, we're coming down to our last 30 seconds here. I hope this has been helpful for you. Go online and look at the manufacturers. Check them out, and you become, a, uh, you know, an informed consumer. Thank you so much. Enjoy the rest of your week, and I will be back next week. Bye for now. for being a part of Sex Talk with Lou on Toginet with host Lou Paget. Every week, this will be your chance to be a fly on the wall and learn about one of the most important parts of our health, our sexual health. Join Lou Paget 